I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey folks and welcome to Australian UFO Sightings official podcast. I'm your host Anthony Goodall and you're listening to Encounters Down Under. Here we invite guests on the show to tell us about their encounters with aliens and UFOs, where most of our episodes were streamed live from our Facebook page, which gave listeners the opportunity to ask questions to our guests regarding their encounter. If you have had an encounter and would like to be a guest on the show, please get in touch with us. You can send us a message through our Facebook page, Encounters Down Under, or send us an email at australianufosightings at outlook.com.au. Be sure to join us on Facebook and share with your friends and family to help us grow, and hopefully encourage others to come forward with their encounter. If you're an iTunes listener and a fan of the show, why not give us that five-star rating and review, and you could have your review featured on the podcast. But enough of that, let's get into what you've been waiting for. So kick back, relax with your favourite beverage, and enjoy the show. G'day folks and welcome to Season 3 of Encounters Down Under. Before we get started, I'd just like to take a moment and say a big thank you to everyone who has been involved in some way. Without you, we couldn't be achieving what we are today. So I'd like to give a big thank you to all of my guests who have had the courage to talk about their experiences and in doing so, encouraging others for coming forward about their encounters as well. Whilst it doesn't seem like much, you will be surprised with the feedback I get with people who have had similar experiences and to them it's like a relief knowing they aren't the only ones who have had similar encounters. So thank you for all your courage and bravery in helping remove the stigma and ridicule that tries to discredit the reality of what is happening in this crazy world that we just don't understand. Also, thank you to all the fans of the show and your ongoing continued support, whether you have bought merchandise, got involved during the live streams, shared the podcast with your friends and family, or even just by listening to the podcast. However you got involved, you have already done so much to show your support for the show. So again, thank you all. I appreciate you all so much and look forward to getting involved with you more and bringing you more great content to enjoy. So without further ado, I welcome you to Season 3 of Encounters Down Under where we'll now be releasing new episodes every Monday on a weekly basis. 
So if you haven't been already, be sure to share the podcast with your friends and family to potentially bring our next guest on the show to help keep bringing you weekly content. So to help us open into season three of the podcast, we have Azure joining us as our first return guest experiencer to talk about her other experiences as well as the dreams she remembers that could very well have been a reality. If you haven't listened to her experiences already, you can check it out on season one, episode eight. So please welcome back to the show, Azure. Please welcome to the show there, Azure. Welcome back to the show. Thanks, Anthony. It's great having you back on here. I think you're actually my uh, first guest to have a repeat uh, guesting, <laughs> guesting to the show. <laughs> you come back on the show there for a second time. Who's not, um, you know, a researcher or anyone of great importance in that aspect. Um, but yeah. Wow. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I was trying to say they're, of, they're you know, they're of great importance. But anyway, um, it's fine. <laughs> no, you know, um, but no, look, it's it's um, fantastic having you back on here. And hang on, I'm going to get interrupted by children here. So, all oh, right. Yeah, <laughs> Thanks so for the introduction, guys. Play your kids. I'm, I'm trying to. Oh, no. I've got both of them in here now. So, anyway, look, guys, um, I'll let Azure take over the show here and let her go and tell you a story. So, <laughs> thanks, Azure. I'll get in, let you get into it. Thank you. So, this is a story that has a couple of parts, but um, it involves seeing what I know now to be tall greys. Um, as a child, I was looking out a window late at night and I saw something walking up the back of like the backyard towards the window and being four or five years old, I thought, yeah, I'm dreaming. Definitely. Um, but it walked all the way up to the window and uh, this window was pretty high off the ground, mind you. So it was pretty tall and it walked straight up to the window and just stood right in front of the window in front of me. It was grey white and had really big eyes and I obviously was very scared and I was like, ah, mum. And so I ran to my mum and she told me I was dreaming and to go back to bed, but I was too scared to go back to bed. So I went and I slept in my brother's room and that was that. Didn't really think much of it since um, because I thought it was a dream. So fast forward a few years to when I was in about grade four this one really spooks me because um, it makes me realise that it wasn't actually a dream and this thing that I saw was actually for reals. Um, I used to play in the creek a lot and make cubbies and play in the mud, etc., catch lobsters. Um, anyway, I used to go with friends and then this one time I went by myself and um, I saw something and I was like, oh, what is that? Is that a person that I can talk to and hang out with? And I was like, hey. And it ran and I was like, hey, and I chased it because I was, you know, a kid. And um, it turns around and it's one of these creatures again. And um, it was it was really tall, like really, really tall and had a really massive head. Um, and I shit, not literally, but like obviously I was pretty scared and um, fell over in the mud and ran in the opposite direction that I came from got stuck in these blackberry bushes. Uh, it, was, it was a time. I was terrified. And um, by the time I got home, I was obviously pretty scared and I was telling my mum and my brother about it and they were laughing at me. They were telling me that I was lying and that was a joke. And um, I didn't want to leave the house at all. I didn't even want to go to school. I was too scared. So terrified that this thing was going to like get me. Like It didn't even do anything really. It just looked at me. 
Um, but I ended up telling a couple of people at school, mind you, I was in like grade three, four, and they all laughed at me, obviously. Jaws lying. What a, what a fibber. Um, but this other kid, Jack, was like, oh, no, that was just me. I was, I was playing a prank on you. And I said, Jack, you're full of shit. Like, <laughs> there's no way you're that tall, first of all. Second of all, what did you use on your head? And he told me that he put a tyre wheel on his head. And I was like, whatever. Like, you're just trying to make me feel better or you're just trying to make a joke out of me. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's those two interactions that I've seen. Um, which brings me to dreams. I've dreamt of these creatures before, um, especially in high school. I used to dream that they would come and I don't know how to explain this without sounding completely weird, but not that I'm not weird, but anyway, um, I would dream that they would come and put massive syringes in my belly and take babies and I'd wake up and it would, I'd be like, what the fuck? But there were this, these vivid dreams that felt so real and so, like, vivid. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you'd wake up and be like, was that actually a dream or did that actually happen? I'd be too scared to even get out of bed, um, which brings me to sleep paralysis, um, which if you know anything about sleep paralysis, it's where you, um, you're you kind of awake but you, you can't move and it's like you're being stuck and... um. I've seen and heard screaming, uh, feeling like really someone sitting on my chest, on my throat, I can't breathe, and all I can do is scream, but nothing comes out. Um, and when I was pregnant with my first, um, I had sleep paralysis really badly. And I saw one of these, whatever they're called, greys, whatever it is, um, just like in the wood grains of the roof and <laughs> I was obviously pretty scared because I couldn't move or anything and yeah obviously when you snap out of it you're just like what, what the fuck like, I need to get out of here and obviously that's what I did and um which brings me back to just yeah I don't know just th these were my experiences and they're pretty full-on and scary and I'm obviously pretty brave to be coming on here and telling the world about this because um, who's going to actually believe me? I don't know. Maybe people with that have had these experiences with these situations, um, but it's one of those things that you, it just feels like you're lying when you're saying it. It just, it just, it sounds like someone's like you're bullshitting. You know what I mean? Um, but I can tell you that I'm 100% telling the truth. Um, same with UFOs. I've seen multiple UFOs in my life and you bring it up and people just look at you like you're loony, like you're, you're an absolute idiot. Um, what are you going on about? But um, one that's very significant that I didn't talk about last time as well was... Um, after the birth of my second child, I went outside to have a smoke, which is gross, I know, judge me, whatever, but I went down the hill to have a smoke and um, looked out over Table Cape, which um, anyone local or Tasmanian knows Table Cape is just a big um, 
kind of like cliff thing between Wynyard and Burnie. And um, yeah, I was just looking out there and I saw these two little UFOs buzzing around. And you might think, oh, nah, you're bullshitting because there's an airport right there and the planes fly over Table Cape. But I can tell you 100% that these were not planes because there were two balls and they were just hovering along the hillside and then over the actual cliff itself. And then they just went straight up at the end of Table Cape, just and obviously that scared the crap out of me. And um, I called my mum and I was like, hey, mum, I just saw some aliens. And she was like, what the fuck is your <laughs> I was like, go inside, go inside. What are you doing? Um, and yeah, it was kind of just, I've seen them so, so often. I just went, oh yeah, that's cool. Like they came to say hello, like congrats on your baby or whatever. <laughs> um, but that was a pretty significant one. Um, another thing well, another couple of things with Table Cape is that I then moved to a house right near the beach, which had the, um, like the ocean and then Table Cape right there. And I would often be sitting in my lounge room looking out the window and then you just see weird stuff happening near Table Cape. There is a big lighthouse on there and that spins around and obviously you see the light from the lighthouse and that's ordinary because, you know, lighthouse. But often you'd see other lights up there. So I've got chills talking about this, but um, there's one significant one that stood out to me was just one massive, massive beam of light um, that was like blue white from the middle of it. And it, it just went up and I was looking at it and I was going, what the hell is that? Like, what is that? And um, I took a video of it and put it on my Snapchat story. I had people being like, whoa, the aliens are taking over. And I said, yeah, probably, <laughs> you know, like no doubt. But um, that was a really weird one. Um, another really weird one is that um, living where I lived, I lived across the road from the Oval, um, the football Oval, and that's where they let off the fireworks at New Year's Eve. So... The fireworks go off at 9.30 for the early fireworks and then 12 o'clock for the 12 o'clock fireworks. But they didn't do 12 o'clock fireworks last year. They just did 9.30. Went off. It was freaking amazing sitting right in my lounge room and it was right there. My dog was so scared. But um, we were waiting for the fireworks and my daughter said, what is that, mum? My daughter is four years old. Um, she says, what's that? I said, what? She's like, that blue and green thing, mum. Look at it. And there was this thing hovering above the oval and um, I said, oh, maybe it's a drone and we were having a look at it, but it was really big. Like it was like the size of a small car and um, it was, it was blue and green and maybe red as well. I'm not hundred percent sure, but we're watching this just go from one end of the oval to the other. And I kept saying to her, oh, it's got to be a drone. Like it's, it's got to be because what how how could that be just right there and nobody's noticing it um and she goes oh maybe it's the aliens mum and I said yeah maybe it is but um once the fireworks actually started it it was gone like it we couldn't see it anymore but that was very significant for both me and my daughter to witness that and be like 
shortly that's an alien. <laughs> but um, something that gets me is that not lately, because it's cold as balls in Tasmania right now, but sitting outside of a night time, obviously you see a lot of satellites. There's millions of satellites up there. You just look at the satellite map and it's like, where's Earth? It's just a satellite. Um, but, you know, satellites, they travel in a pretty straight line. They just, off they go, they zoom past. They say the biggest one is the International Space Station. You'll see that coming from one end of the horizon to the other. That's nothing out of the ordinary. But what is out of the ordinary is when you get satellites, in quotation marks, um, that don't go in a straight line and they zigzag around. They'll stop and go backwards or they'll dart to the left or dart to the right. And it just makes me think, like, what what are you doing? Like, if you're a satellite, you're not you're not going to be dancing around in the sky. And if you are a UFO, why are you trying to grab the attention of the humans by doing this? Because surely not everybody's going to be looking at the sky at once. Maybe they think nobody's looking and they're just doing some manoeuvres. Who knows, really? But that one always gets me, and I see them pretty often. You know, it's not something that is once in a blue moon. It's like once or twice a week and that's not out of the ordinary for me because I'm just I've grown accustomed to it I've you know who knows maybe it is actually a satellite maybe it is a drone but at this point I just say it's a UFO because it's an unidentified flying object and it's definitely out of the atmosphere because it's freaking the size of a star or the size of a um satellite um, so yeah, that pretty much brings me to the end of my ramble. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair enough. And I suppose the first thing um, that people are going to ask you to want to do is like, oh, have you tried taking a video of it? But the worst yes. part is like, you'll try and take a video of it and it's not, not, nothing's going to show. No, nothing. Uh, and that's what's so frustrating. Um, there was a, there was a big UFO hovering over Bernie Port one night and, um, I'm not the only one who saw it. There were people that posted on Facebook and said, WTF is this? And obviously it's a planet. It was a, uh, it was a, um, a satellite. It was a meteor. And it's like, what kind of meteor just hovers? What kind of meteor just stays there for an hour and then disappears? You know, planets don't do that. Satellites don't do that. Oh, plovers. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. Got some friends with you. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, lots of wildlife around here. It's beautiful. Oh, that'd be amazing. But um, we, I, I tried to film it. My, I tried to film it, and I even posted it to your group on Facebook. And um, you know, you zoom in on it, and it starts changing colours, changing shapes, and that could be to do with the actual zoom itself. But to the naked eye, it was also it was like pulsating, and um. To me, it was like there was one ball in the middle and then a circle around it that was like like plasma. You know what I mean? Like plasma ring. <laughs> yeah, and that's with the um, naked eye or through the actual camera itself? With with the naked eye. So okay, trying well. to get it on film, 
and zooming on it just really amplified it, making it look like it was, you know, just the zoom. But it it just blew me away because I thought, yep, that's a UAP, that's a that's a UFO, and um, you know, brr, it's cold. I'm going to go back inside now. Next time <laughs> I go outside, it's not there anymore. And obviously, when I see things in the sky, I check the flight radar, I check the satellite radar. Um, not much else you can do really, except just watch it and be like, wow, that's pretty fucking cool. Um, so yeah, um, bringing it back to my last episode where, whoa. Okay. No, that's definitely a plane. <laughs> I just, there's, there's something fly, there's something flying in the sky in front of me right now, <laughs> but it's on the flight course. That was sketchy. It's on the flight course to be a plane because, um, planes fly over the top of our town, over the water, and then over to Winyard, where Table Cape is. So I'll often see things in the sky and be like, oh, oh, wait, no, that's flashing red and white. That's definitely, it's a plane. Um, but anyway, full circle, back to my first episode with you where I explained about when we were camping and we saw these these two UFOs flying and then the bigger one over the tree line. Yep. Um, I brought this up with my mother-in-law a little while ago and she said, yeah, I saw it too. And I was like, oh, oh wow. Really? And she was like, yeah, everybody at that gathering, there was, you know, hundreds of people there, they all saw it too. And I said, why the hell didn't we talk about it? Yeah. Why didn't we, why didn't we gather in a circle and tell you, like, what, what's going on? But, you know, the few people that did speak to it about it, um, one woman was just, it was a satellite. They do that sometimes. And I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> um, another person said, it was a meteor so you know it at the end of the day it depends on your perspective if you believe that it's a ufo and there's there's nothing else that it could be then that's what it is if you believe that it's a satellite and you have proof that it's a satellite or you don't want the proof that it's not anything else then that's that's your opinion you know but there is a big pub um subculture of ufos and aliens and a lot of people like them just for that a lot of people are oh yeah i like aliens because of these green little men and they live on mars or whatever and it's like if that's what you believe then that's what you believe um we don't really have much proof of much else you know there are lots of theories out there there are lots of Theories of different species. I know from what I've seen, I definitely believe that what I've seen is true because I've, you know, witnessed it myself. But I think at the end of the day, we're just one planet amongst billions in the world, not in the world, in the universe. And there's just no way that we're alone, you know? And I just truly don't believe that if if they were going to harm us they would have done it already if they were going to help us they would have helped us already you know i think we're not alone but we're left alone for good reason <laughs> my mum says um i reckon the aliens lock their doors when they drive past earth <laughs> <laughs> i've seen a meme of that actually <laughs> yeah she that's where she probably got it from 
she likes her memes. But um, I said, yeah, mum, you're probably right there. You know? It's like when you're driving through the hood. <laughs> oh, definitely. Quick, lock your doors. <laughs> <laughs> you were going through this, uh, the Earth's solar system there with a bit of crazy things going around there. But um, yeah, look, you touched on a lot of things there. And um, for one, they like a lot of people would don't do themselves is like um, you actually back check a lot of objects that you see to try and rule them out. I um, do because I second guess myself. Yeah. And a lot of people don't I, do that. No. I mean, a lot of people post photos of lights in the reflection of their window and say, oh my God, you UFO. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not discrediting them because, you know, to them, it could have they could have seen that and gone, oh my God, I, I just got a photo of a UFO. And they, they're looking for advice. They're looking for your opinion. And I don't think it's fair for people, especially on Facebook, to judge them and say, oh my God, you're so dumb. Like, that's just a reflection of your light. Um, sorry for the bad accent. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're all good. I thought it was excellent, actually. Um, you know, it's... It is a taboo subject and I don't want it to be anymore. I want people to come on your show and I want people to open up about their experiences and just let it all out because the more people that hear these things, the more people that are willing to come forward with their own experiences and their own stories, even if to them it doesn't seem significant, like, oh, they saw a couple of lights in the sky dancing around. That's fucking amazing. That is so cool. Like, share that stuff. We all want to hear it. I know I do. That's cool as. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, and I'm sure that's why you started your page as well. I know you had your experience as well. Um, I listened to your podcast with your dad and that was really cool. And, um, you know, it's something out of this world. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's out of this world, but it's it's our world and it's so fucking cool. Sorry I keep swearing. but <laughs> you're right. I've been trying not to. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're doing well. But no, you're right. It, it's it's an amazing world, and there's like so much that we don't understand about this world. And so for people to go, like to go and say things don't exist, it's like, well, you can't prove they don't exist. Um, there exactly is right. like little bits of proof here that something that might exist, but um, a lot of things um, like if you uh, talk to any sort of credible sort of researcher, that will tell you that like ninety percent, ninety five percent of sightings are misidentified objects that actually have an explanation or something behind it that can be explained yeah um, that little five but there is that five percent yeah, yeah that little five percent where something is amazing and you can't explain it and we can't prove it and that's that's that special five percent where all these people around the world are having these encounters and have no idea what they are and of course people are coming in asking for um you know advice and all sort of stuff and it needs to be taken um, lightly, I should say, in a sense. Like, you know, approach it lightly and sort of try and come up with an explanation, of course, but do it in a manner where it's... Um, not degrading. Not Yeah, not degrading, you know. It, and that's that's the biggest part of this whole topic in trying to work out what these things are, is work together, be helpful and kind to each other and instead of trying to, yeah, like you said, don't call them a dumbass or some shit like... Um, yeah. Because you know people make mistakes, or people aren't knowledgeable about the illusions that cameras can create. Can create. That's um, right. Lens know. flares are another big one. Oh, that yeah. obviously, you know, even just taking photo of the moon or the sun, 
um, can create a lens flare. And you might see that, and you might think, "Oh my God, that's that's out of this world. This isn't this is a UFO." Um, and it shouldn't be the end of the world if someone corrects you and says, "Hang on a second, that's actually just created by the concave of your camera." Um, if that's how it works, I didn't really pay attention in science, but um, <laughs> it does play a little part. But yeah, <laughs> go on. <laughs> but um, you know, it's being kind, and I think at the end of the day, that's what we need in this world is to not discredit people and their experiences, but to just be kind. And like, I probably have people listening to this right now thinking this bitch is crazy. Like, what is she going on about? But what I'm going on about is my experience and it's my truth that I've been actually scared to talk about because I've felt for years that I'm crazy. I felt for years that I'm, I'm delusional that I'm making these things up in my head or that I'm seeing things that aren't really there and telling myself that they're true. And that's been really difficult for me to comprehend and come to terms with. But I've overcome that kind of, and I've just told myself that this, this, this is real, this can be accepted. And credit to my people who also believe <laughs> You know, yeah. yeah. Look, you're doing an amazing uh, job, like just doing this in general, like you know, because in the hopes that like it will encourage people to come on the show or even just to talk to other people about this. Um, like, there's been people I've spoken to in the past there, and they've spoken to their friends. You know, to mm -hmm. get a bit of an idea of what's happening in their life, you know, and their experiences and that, and it's helped other people, in, like you know, to reach out and talk about their experiences, sort of thing. Yeah, for um, sure. I, I remember listening to a podcast from from your series and um, it was about a guy who was at work and um, all his workmates said that he was, you know, a bit crazy, didn't believe him. And then he went outside and then there was one right above them. And then he said to his workmate, come and look at this. And they both watched it together. Yep. And um, that blew my, that blew me away. I loved that episode. That yeah, was that really, was really, really good. Yeah, Kevin. Yep. Kevin, he had an amazing experience there. Like, um, for you. and uh, that that was like the the climax of that episode there, where this guy just yeah, total disbeliever, didn't want anything to do with it, and all of a sudden just something just I don't know bit him in the ass and gone here, look at that <laughs> sort of thing. Yeah, well, check this out. You know, I was doing the dishes when I was listening to that, and I'm giggling, going, "Yeah, that's awesome." Yeah, no, it's it's like a big breakthrough but, um, for us guys. Like, yeah, yeah, we're not full of shit, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, I would love to have an experience like that where, uh, or I have had experiences like that actually, where I'm not the only one witnessing it. I'm not the only one seeing it, and I just turn to them and I say, "Oh my god, like, are you seeing what I'm seeing?" And they say, "Yes," and I'm like, "Holy moly!" Yeah this is wicked. Like my biggest one was again, the first episode I went on, um, with you, um, seeing what we saw and seeing it together and seeing the same thing and not like, it's, it's difficult for our friends to understand. Okay. Because they went our friend, she said, I need a wee. So she went off and done a bush wee. And of course her partner went with her 
and it happened while they were not present. So when they came back, we were like, holy shit, did you, did you guys see that? And they were like, what? Like, no, they didn't believe us. They wouldn't believe us because they didn't see it with their own eyes. And I think that is what is the killer of these situations is that if you haven't seen or you haven't, you know, yeah, seen it yourself, it's kind of like, oh, that's hogwash. No one, no one, that's not true. But it happened just then. And excuse me, yeah. um, that was, it just blows me away every time I think about it. Um, you know, and um, again with the first episode, my friend being with me when this craft was right there and it was right above us and she still is adamant, no, it was a helicopter. And I'm like, bitch, <laughs> helicopters make a noise. Yeah. Um, you know, that one having that firsthand experience and her just still being adamant that it, it couldn't have been anything other than a helicopter. It couldn't have been. It just, it can't be. <laughs> I think I'm not going to call her small-minded or closed mind, but for me, that was so significant to be 13, 14 years old and have these past experience of seeing these things and then seeing something that like maybe they traveled in. It was just mind boggling. But yeah, I'm ready for someone to knock on my door and say, either I'm the man in black, you need to, I'm going to erase your memory or you're a loony, come to me, we're going to Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> so Which the is the mental health clinic. Yeah, yeah no, we don't go there. But like, um, the other thing is too, like that's a, another thing you sort of uh, open up on is like people need to have that experience there for them to actually sort of believe it. Um, yeah, otherwise they're that's not, right. Otherwise they're just going to like blow it off. Like some people obviously um, are open-minded to the idea but obviously having that experience and they're sort of searching for that evidence themselves like either through the page yeah. or you know listen to other people's experiences and such a lot um but still waiting for their own mind-blowing experience there to go and prove everything to them that these things do exist um and that's that's the unfortunate part like you you're either lucky or you're unlucky like you know people will go through their whole life they won't see anything at all yeah um you know and so they whether they believed or not is another thing but yeah, that's the sad part about it. Like, you need to have that mind-blowing experience there to be believed, um, or to have to believe yourself, I suppose. Yeah, and I hope that your episodes um, on your podcast do make people believe. I hope that you know, even even my episode previous or now makes people go, "Wow, okay, that's that's a pretty cool experience. I might try to look into it myself." Or Maybe spend some more time outside looking at the stars at night time. Or, oof. Hello, Mr. Racer. Um, <laughs> a car just drove fast, really fast. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com.
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. You know, there there is lots of evidence out there, but there is also a lot of Photoshop out there. There's also a lot of um, CGI out there. Um, it's, I suppose it is hard to tell the difference sometimes. Um, but having your own experience, you can look at it and you can say, okay, I believe, or okay, I don't believe, or even not having your own experience, you can say, I believe, or I don't believe, you know, it's, it's fluid. (laughs) Yep. And um, that's another thing, like, the CGI now is getting that good. And, like, now we've got a new um, uh, a new uh, uh, build engine that they're bringing up for video games and that. And, like, the realism yep. on that is absolutely incredible. So things are about to get next level with the CGI, and it's going to become so hard to tell what's real or fake when it comes to these kind of videos now. Um, yeah. So... Isn't that isn't that a bit scary though? At the same time, <laughs> it is, and like, I, like this I whole honestly, metaverse thing. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I absolutely hate the videos on Facebook there with the um, the fake UFOs and that, because to me yeah. it, it discredits a lot of legit ones. It does, and that's what the sad part about it is that you know you can go on TikTok and you can say you type in UFO and then you walk outside and point the camera at the sky and then, oh, all these UFOs come down. It looks really cool. Like, it looks legit, but it's not legit. Oh, so is it like you a know? little augmented reality sort of video? You're yeah. Taking? Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, it's it's trippy as. It's it's really cool. I'm not going to say it's not cool because it is. It's very cool. <laughs> but um, when I first saw it, I was like, holy crap. Oh, oh it's a filter. <laughs> it's, oh, like, it's not real. It's not real. Yeah, see, I don't have um, TikTok, so I'm missing out a lot of those filter things there. So, but it just oh, goes to show that a lot out. of, <laughs> <laughs> but it just just it goes to show though, there's a lot of crap out there now that it's just gonna start discrediting a lot of the genuine ones. Then, mm. yeah, like as, as much as like people might say like they're artistic or you know they're sort of representing something that might have, might actually be real, which is yeah, mm. look, it's fair enough. It's also gonna have some sort of inspiration from somewhere, but the fact is that it's still 
someone trying to claim it as a real sighting. Mm. And that's what sort of pees me off a little bit when it comes to that sort of thing. Yeah, for sure. Um, just going back on that, um, I used to always think when I watch movies and stuff, like especially horror movies, that, you know, it's obviously not real. But I used to always think, like, they must have got these ideas from somewhere. Like, this has got to be real. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It sort of makes you wonder, like, how far do they know? Like, if you want to go to conspiracies and that, like, you know, the government sort of knows everything that's going on around the world and whatnot. Mm. I don't even count that as a conspiracy anymore, dude. I seriously, they know what's going on. They're just not telling us, you know, because, you know, you, you tell the public and mass panic. You know, COVID is a great example of that. Yeah. Oh, there's a virus. Oh, my God. we got to buy all of the toilet paper. Yeah. Um, what was with that? Oh, <laughs> uh, dude, I don't even know. It started with one person and then it snowballed. Yeah. And I think that that's just a perfect example of how you can control the public. How you can say, oh, example, there's a in alien invasion don't leave your house. Don't, you know, keep 1.5 metres away. Wash your hands because the alien germs will get on you. Yeah. You know, just twisting it a little bit. Um, hysteria. You know, like, buying everything from the shops. First of all, rude. Yeah. Um, but then there's also the flip side of learning to be self-sufficient and not relying on the government. Buying your own le- <clears throat> Pardon me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yellow fizzy. Um, buying your own land, becoming self-sufficient. Um, you know, it's a dream at this point with the rental crisis, the buying crisis. That I think the government is doing all of this on purpose, just so they can fuck us over. <laughs> That's yeah. a conspiracy for you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, anyway, I won't go down that train because um, that's. You know, that's a different su- subject. That's a different topic um, that I can talk your ear off for hours about. But, um, you know, it's it all it's all one full circle. <laughs> yeah. And, like, the thing is, like, uh, you know, like you're saying, people panic by and that. Like, I don't know if it happens everywhere around Australia, but central Queensland, when we have the big rainfalls come through, everyone panic buys yeah. going buying milk and bread. Yeah. And it's like, all right, if the road's going to cut off, you're going to buy the two of the main things that are going to go off within like three to four days. Mm. And so we're yeah. going to eat then, you know, <laughs> the logic, like, you know, humanity is stupid in its own way. And that sort of aspect of things. Yeah, I um, agree. I mean, you'd get staples, surely. Yeah. Uh, I sometimes often think sometimes often, what? Uh, <laughs> When I when I do my groceries online, I think I hope they don't think I'm a panic buyer because I buy 15 milks and six things of bread and lots of toilet paper and you know that's just for me bloody month. <laughs> yeah. Know, like, I promise I'm not panic buying. But when all the panic buying started, I couldn't get my bulk buys. I could, you know, we'd walk into the shop and there would be signs everywhere. You can only buy one milk at a time. You can only buy one thing of rice. You can only buy one thing of toilet paper. You can't buy one. You can only buy one thing of baby wipes, one tin of formula, one of this, one of that, two of that. And it was like, are you seriously restricting us right now, everybody, because of a few dickheads? Not yeah. fair. Well, it, it is, it, is unfair. You know? It is. But in a sense, it also had to be fair because 
otherwise those idiots would just go and buy everything out. That's so, true. So yeah, I, I, in a sense, they sort but of appeal to the masses. Oh yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, look, it, yeah, when it comes to like a you know, people keep saying there's going to be some sort of alien invasion going to be set up by the US. There, like I don't think there is going to be anything like that. Um, for one, I don't think so um, you mentioned it earlier. Really that, you know, not in our lifetime, anyway. Probably not. No. Well, I hope not anyway. Cause I Hopefully they come down and actually save us from this freaking climate change. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, you know, you mentioned it before. Like, if they were really interested in going to attack us, they would have done it already. Oh, I mean, um, how long has the Earth been here? Oh. There is um, evidence and there is proof that they have been here before or something. Techno- technology, <laughs> if I can say that word at all, um, has been here before. Technical. <laughs> yep, that's the one. Um, it has been here before. Um, there's cave paintings. There's, you know, hieroglyphs, whatever the fuck those things are called. <laughs> hieroglyphs. Har- yes. My tongue's getting quite twisted right now. Yep. But, um, you know, they've been, they've gone. They came, they saw. They yep. came back now, they'd be like, what the hell is coal? Why are you ruining your mother earth for this? Cutting down all the trees? Pfft, idiots. Catch yep. it later. You know, you know, for all we know, we're just some science experiment in an alien's freaking drawer or something, you know? Alien ant farm. Yeah, alien ant farm. They love yeah. that band. Yeah. But, um... like band. <laughs> Annie, <I've>... are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> I've mentioned this before, and I've spoken to a few people who mentioned the same sort of comment there. Like, we could very well be an alien ant farm. Some, some people want to say we're in the bloody, the, um, uh, what do you call it? The. Petri dish? Oh, Petri dish, something like that. Um, I can't think of it now. Uh, the Matrix. Matrix? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like we're in some sort of Matrix. It's like, wow, all right. It's it's certainly a theory. Um, it's out there, but, you know, look, in the end, like, we don't really even know. Like, everyone's well, that's it. basing and at the end of the day, or, you know, If we focus our minds on something bigger than the picture, we're going to miss the details. And I think that's so important to remember is that if we're focusing our lives on what's going on outside of our own life, then we're dedicating our time to the wrong thing. And some might say that about believing in UFOs or aliens or paranormal or whatever, but your mind, I don't even know where I'm going with this. I'm sorry. Um, I think if you just focus on yourself your family, your own town, rather than what's going on outside, like worrying about wars in different countries, worrying about famine in different countries. Those things are horrible and not great, but it's not happening where you're living. You should be focusing on what's going on, Um, not worrying about conspiracy theories, not worrying about this or that, you know. Maybe some might think that that's small-minded and close-minded, but it's also pretty brave to not let the weight of the world weigh you down. Um, you know, I, I've been through all of these um, thoughts and processes of what if the aliens do come? What if the aliens are watching me? Um, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if? And it gets to a point where you just have to change your mindset and say, what if they're not? What if 
we're actually just living our life. What if we're not in a matrix? What if it's not an augmented reality? What if we're not an alien ant farm? We don't really know. We can only base our theories off of what we do know. And if that's science, that's cool. If it's religion, okay, cool story, bro. Needs more dragons. But, you know, it's... Some might say you got bigger fish to fry. <laughs> yeah, most oh, definitely. Nice. Yeah, that's that's the biggest thing. I'm look. just rambling at this point. Sorry, yeah, man. No, look, no, look, you you're absolutely nailing the hammer on the head. Did I say that right? <laughs> yeah. But no, no, look, you you nailed it. Um, we, in the end, we don't know what's going on. We just go by what we uh, taught uh, from a young age that this is life. This is how you live your life. You know, we're in a just a Life, life's, <laughs> yeah, life's just a process it's just it's we're just a bunch of sheep in a sense you know follow Hopefully this path not. and just don't stray off that path otherwise you're gonna get in trouble well fuck the system <laughs> live your own life live how you want to live your life you know what i mean exactly. obviously don't go and kill and murder people for lols or yeah you know but do what suits you and suits your lifestyle and your life and if you want to believe in aliens and you want to believe what you see is true, then believe it. If you want to believe in God, believe in God. If you want to believe that there's a freaking little leprechaun living in your front yard, believe it, you know? At the end of the day, it's your life. At the end of the day, you're the one who has to live it. And just live it. You know, because no use beating around the bush and dilly daddling and random shit <laughs> yeah i just will add on to that though like yeah it's your it's your life and how you want to perceive it um but there are some things there that you can't deny yeah from and a perspective. that's exactly and, right like don't lose reality on the reality that's here kind of thing like um that's try and keep pretty much level grounded that's what um keep your feet grounded but open yeah trying to say is that if you expand your mind to a place of we live in a matrix, you're going to believe that. What you believe is what you live. Be life, belief, you know? It's it's a, it's a tricky situation, you know? Because <laughs> um, you could be conformed to believe religion is the only way, but then you're introduced to science. And you go, hang on a second, this actually makes sense. Or you believe in science and you're introduced to religion or faith or whichever faith that might be, Christian, Buddhist, whatever the other ones are called. It's everybody has their own belief system. And, and I don't know where I'm going with this. Yeah. You're supposed to be talking about UFOs. Yeah, no, look, it's, it's, <laughs> it's not a bad way to go about it, to be honest. Um, like, it's, it, the way I can sort of touch on it is you find something that you might sound convincing, it's it's a good idea to go and educate yourself a bit more on it and sort of like, you know, dig under it and try and dig underneath it to make it collapse so you can get a better understanding kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Um, 
like, is this going to lead you towards a reality of something that could be happening or is it just going to be a dead end or is it just all bullshit, you know? The best thing is just to learn about whatever it is that you've got an interest in, like, you know, UFOs for one, you know? People um, researching the whole thing there and while these things do exist, you know, it, it's a big, massive rabbit hole. And whichever it path you take, hole, yeah. you know, it, it can lead you down to... Um, you know, people want to conspiracize about, you know, different alien beings there that live in the uh, Pladeons and, you know, reptilians and all sorts of stuff, you know, whether or not they are real, no one really knows except for the people who have had experiences with them. Um, yeah, and that's exactly right. And, you know, it's, it's just like a, you know, talking about vampires or, um, you know, leprechauns and such like that. Leprechauns or you know, pixies or, you know, uh, because whether throughout the ages... Um, there's folklore. That's right. There's, there's there's the dream time. There's all of these millions of years of history of passing down stories. Maybe they are just a story or maybe it is real. You know, if you want to believe in it, then believe in it. If you want to dive deeper, then dive deeper. Yeah. And that's oh, probably no. the best thing to do. Dive right down deep into it to try and figure out if these things were real or, or not, you know. Um, or are real. <laughs> yeah, or are real. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> So, we'll go back to um, your experiences there. Oh, excuse me, my turn to have a burp. Anyway, um, <laughs> so with this, um, you know, you said you had uh, fireworks there and you had this object hovering around and yep. what could have possibly been a drone? So, this is what leads me to the question of, like, when you seen it, like, um, when it was flew away, did it sort of, like, disappear into the distance or did it, like, just suddenly disappear or what happened there? No, it zoomed off really quickly, just shoom. Is it like beyond what probably a drone could do or like, you know? Well, uh... as far as I can tell, yes, because one minute it was there and we were watching it and the next minute it just went really quickly and it was gone. Okay, but so the it... thing is with it being a drone, it was really big. Like it was really big. I don't like the only thing I can p compare it to is a small car. Yes, yeah, so like it's little... incredibly large then. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I was like, well, we wouldn't have been able yeah. to see, see a drone from where we were at my house to across the road across the other side of the freaking oval. Because there are drones like, that are pretty large. Like, if you get the higher-end sort of stuff, like the higher-end drones, like, they are, like, the professional sort of ones, like photographies and videos and that, they are quite large. Yes, um, but I Googled it. I know that's not credible, really. But, I mean, I Googled the crap out of it, and I said can there be drones this big? And it was like, drones are usually this big. Drone, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, shit. Did me and my daughter actually just witness something out of this world? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm just trying to like, you know, do something as what you just did. Like you actually tried to figure out for yourself there, you know. Yeah. Uh, a ratio aspect, you know. Um, I'm losing myself here now. Like, you know, uh, <laughs> I've lost, um, you know, something to sort of, um, related to and like if you're saying like it's the size of a car then like yeah drones are probably like maybe like quarter the size of a car for the professional ones there, yeah but... maybe the bonnet <laughs> yeah that's probably about as large as I can figure them out to be like you know about maybe a metre wide or something like that. or maybe mm. a metre and a half wide but anyway um, but yeah so for something I mean, to be that size I... and no one to see it that's the that's the next thing that's the thing that I like obviously I couldn't look at everybody and where they were looking because there was a sports carnival happening and it was very loud. I couldn't hear it. I couldn't make out if it had any, like, propellers or 
anything like that because usually drones have those little fan things on the side or whatever. Yeah. But, um, you know, to me it just looked like a flashing car <laughs> just floating yeah. around. It was bizarre. It was so strange. And what's so strange about it to me is that my daughter pointed it out to me. Yeah. You know, it come from over the water to around the other side of the oval. And if anybody who's listening knows this oval, one side has a stadium like seats and then the other side is like the oval and then there's the highway um this went around the other side of like over the over the top kind of of the the stadium and i feel like if it, if it was filming and it, it was a, a camera it would have gone over the middle or you know closer down to the side or something you know not just kind of hover around and have a look so yeah, it's intriguing I mean, it is a big event as well. Yep. Yep. So that's that's fair enough. Like, um, yeah, like you're saying, like it would have been getting a lot of footage from different angles and such if it was an actual footage drone for that purpose. So it sort of makes you wonder what it was doing. Wow, that's exactly what I wonder all the time. What are they doing? What is their interest? What is that? Oh. I have to try and sneak inside because my phone's on 5%. Oh, shit. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Hopefully my kids don't see me. Yeah, no, you're all right. Because they'll be like, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> Go stealth mode. Stealthy. Dun, 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 dun. Might be a Mission Impossible mo uh, music needed for this. I wonder if I can edit that into the uh, those... podcast. <laughs> One of those cables. I'm trying to steal a diamond. Uh-oh. Oh, I've been busted. <laughs> All right. I think we might have to wrap it up now. Yeah, no, look, uh, there's a couple of other questions I was wanting to go and uh, quickly get into. Oh, yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah. Um, no, so, I don't mind. Um, what I'm you talking on the phone. Yes. Uh-oh, did my phone go flat? No, no, you're good. No, sorry. I'm all right. I thought you might have been fighting off children. No, it's fine. All right. Good. Um, oh, actually, I'll go out the back. What other questions? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go um, one other one. Like you're um, referring back to your, um, uh, whether you were having these vivid dreams or sort of yes. um, repressed memories, maybe. Um, yeah. Did you like Hopefully wake not, up? But yes. Yeah. Was it, like, did you have you any like when you were growing up, like any sort of scarring or you know any sort of markings that might indicate anything happening? I've thought about this a lot, and the answer is no, not that I'm aware of. Okay, so nothing's been happening um, in the past, there, like you were saying, like you've been taken away from pregnancies and that. Um, nothing um, in relation to that at all, like in. Um, no, but uh, around the time, this is something that is. I've put it down to a coincidence. Um, around the time that I was having these dreams, around 13, 14, 16 years old, um, I did have an unexplained, my dog is sucking, um, unexplained cyst uh, erupt on my ovaries and the doctors kept asking me, like, is there any way that you're pregnant? And I'm like, excuse me, I'm 13. Um, no. Um, but yeah, at the time I was just like thinking, Surely, 
couldn't be the aliens. Like, you know, that's a bit crazy. Um, so I did have surgery for that, but no, I don't think that was related yep. entirely. Oh, okay. So um, with your friend also, um, where you're saying you're walking through the bush there and your friend doing the tyre over his head. Like, yep. Like how, how were you with that again? I was um, in grade three or four. So your friend to go and, go and put a tyre over his head, like tyres aren't white. No, and, and it so... wasn't. It was not. It wasn't round either. It was more like an oval shape. Yeah, but like for for um, a what would you be in like maybe eight or nine? Eight or nine, yeah. Yep. Nine and or like ten. for eight or nine year old to go and put that over the head. Um, good luck to him. Yeah. No, I think he was only saying that to try and comfort me to to make me feel like I didn't actually see what I saw and to sort of reassure me. Yeah. But at the same time, he could have been saying that just to troll me kind of thing. Yeah. Hang on a sec. I'm just going to mute you so I can yell at my dog. Over. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, no, it's... It was always trying to be a good friend, yeah, but um, it just, yeah, the whole situation itself didn't make sense. Like, But did you actually, like, see any, like, more detail of this being, or...? All I can relate it to is that a few years later, there were these creatures in Doctor Who called the Silence. Um, if anyone is a fan of Doctor Who, you know that this is this, like, really tall, lanky kind of alien-looking thing with a big head, and they go, like, and point their fingers. Like, when I saw that, I absolutely freaked the fuck out because I was like, that is really, really, really fucking close to where I saw. Um all I can explain is that it was not human. It was not human. And um, I've spoken to my dad about it and he's just gone, oh, whatever. It's all like, no way. But I never went back to that part of the creek again. <laughs> I was way too scared. Um, oh, don't blame I, I, No, I went further down, down the um, creek a bit, but I loved playing in the creek as a kid. It was beautiful. But, um... Yeah, I was way too scared. <laughs> way, way, way too scared. It was so scary. And um, I remember my mum, remember my mum just growling at me because I got my clothes muddy. And, um, you know, she didn't like it that I was always playing in mud and stuff. Like, I was a tom girl, tomboy, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But um, she was like, those are velvet pants to draw. And I was like, that was a fucking creature, mum. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, um, have a look at those creatures there. I, I would run. I would shoot myself, to tell you the truth. Yeah, I literally, I bolted. I've never, I don't think I've ever run so fast in my life. Um, but I got stuck. Like, I crawled through this tunnel, and I'm pretty sure it was actually a wallaby tunnel. <laughs> um, just trying to get away. I didn't look back. I didn't, I didn't bother. I was like, no, fuck this. I'm out. Yeah. Um, but a few months later, there was a big storm. Um, and it, absolutely flooded the creek and flooded the road and um, lots of trees were upturned and I just kept telling myself that like maybe it got killed <laughs> maybe maybe it got killed in the in the storm well maybe um, you just never know but like, it also brings you back to um, when we were discussing before about you know movie props or you know um, character ideas you know with these sort of things like if that looked like what you described it was with those um 
hissy things from <laughs> the silences or whatever they're called from Doctor Who. Like, yeah, that's an inspiration right there, right there for the show. Yeah, exactly. If these things and, were oh. actually real. Um, well, obviously it is real because you've seen the damn thing. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's that's scary. Um, mm. Yeah, that, that's, that would, um, I think I'd be like in a, in a fetal position in the corner of my room if I saw something like that, to tell the truth. Well, yeah. Seeing it, um, not it, but similar when I was having sleep paralysis, um, that really scared me because I know that it, it wasn't the same, but it, it was just a wood. Like, you know how you see faces and stuff in wood grain? Yep. It was just staring at me and I couldn't move. I was like, oh my God, they're coming to get my baby. Um, <laughs> but um, actually another really weird thing is that I took a photo one day and I've been searching for this photo for ages. Don't know where it's gone, but I took a photo one day of um, a river and bushes. And when you zoom in, it looks like there's a little, like an, a little alien creature thing standing next to a tree. And, um, I was trying to show my partner and I was like, can you see this? And he was like, no. And I was like, no, like there's the head, there's, there's the legs, like, oh my God. And he was like, no, <laughs> like, what are you going on about? You're seeing things. And I was like, okay, maybe I am seeing things, but that was a weird time. A bit of paradilia maybe. Mm, I don't where know you what see that faces, means. <laughs> uh, it's where you see faces in anything really. Like you can look into the, uh, shadows or like especially like pictures and that when you're taking a photo or something like the shadows and the pixelations can sort of create faces or oh yeah 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 so it's not to say that you got paradilia in that sort of moment there. like you could have something genuine you don't know that that's part of their camouflage maybe they how they blend in they're gonna hide and whatever this is another one of those things you just don't know but um you know a lot of people do seem to have a lot of paradilia when it comes to the paranormal aspect of sort of things so like they, they'll take a photo or yeah. something they're going oh something's weird over here you know and took a photo and like you know, cameras create pixelations and shadowing that doesn't give it any credibility to the, what they're trying to take a photo of. But the next thing people are saying, oh, there's a face here and a face here and oh, you've got demons in your house. Go on. <laughs> you know, yep. power of cross compels your house, whatever. Um, um, I did yeah. have an experience with paranormal. I don't know. I don't know. I think uh, I'm getting stumbled here. But... um. When I was in high school, um, oh, goodness me. Oh, dear. No monster games. <laughs> <laughs> my kids are so noisy. I feel so sorry for my neighbours sometimes. Um, anyway, back to the situation. Anyone who knew me, <laughs> I'm so embarrassed, um, when I was in, like, grade seven and eight, um, they'll probably just remember me for this situation. Um... So we were standing in the science block waiting to go into the classroom. And then there was this um, brick wall outside. And from, from the brick wall, all I can put this down to was um, a psychotic breakdown. Like professionally, this is what it was. But my experience was so real that all I can say is that it was a ghost. So there was this brick wall and it was like white chalk, like chalk stuff on it. And this little ghost came out of it and it started walking towards the door and it triggered me because it, it made me remember when I was younger 
um, of this ghost slash grey alien thing, whatever it was, walking towards me at the window. So I started screaming and freaking out because there was this ghost. And um, my teacher walked down the hallway to come and let us in the classroom. And he was like, what is wrong with her? And everyone was laughing at me. And they were like, ha, 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 she's crazy. And I was just not well. Because what the fuck was that thing? And, um, yeah, I had to have, well, I had to go to the, I had to go to the school counsellor after that for a couple of years. Well, no, a couple of months. Um, and they all just deemed me as psychotic. And um, that's really disturbing me because a lot of people do have these experiences and we have these um, things that happen in our life and people just put it down to, oh, you're psychotic. Oh, you're having a mental breakdown. Um, this is not real. This is not reality. There's no possibility that this could have been real. Um, when it was very real. And um, the only solace that I found in that situation was uh, my boyfriend at the time. Shout out to Billy. Um, <laughs> his mum is a psychic medium. And um, I spoke to her about it. And she was like, yeah, I believe what you saw was real. And... You know, you just got to find your, your inner peace with it. So that's what I did. And now I don't have those experiences anymore. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. No, no, look, honestly, um, talking to other researchers and stuff like that um, and other people as well, like there seems to be like a connection between the paranormal and UFO aspect of things. So for all you know, you could have had uh, – it's a – on a sort of a way to enlighten yourself there where you, it's sort of built you up to being able to have these other experiences in the future, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of things that still go unquestioned, or go questioned but unanswered. Um, and I guess we'll never know again what, what the connection is between these different worlds until people actually get funded and actually know what they're doing with this sort of thing to go and dive in deeper with it. You know, it's... yeah. I think we need to call Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they'll be able to save us in this in this world. The world's already lost. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. No. Look, anyway, we'll leave you there. Um, these kids sound like yep. they're going to be making you go crazy soon. So. <laughs> oh, mate, I'm used to it. My eldest is the loudest, most wild-hearted person you'll ever meet, and she does not give a crap. <laughs> <laughs> They got At the moment, Saskia she's on. running up and down the hallway, screaming, la, 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 la. Oh, nice. Oh, look, at least they're cheering and happy and having fun. That's the main thing. Yeah, exactly. So, look, again, look, thank you again for coming back on the show there. Um, hopefully, you've encouraged a lot more other people to come on the show or, you know, just so in too. general to come and talk about their experiences there because that's the aim behind this whole thing, you know, making people understand and um, this sort of make them understand, like, it, not to hide away and, you know, be scared to reach out and talk about your experiences anymore. So hopefully you, um, again, thank you for you for coming on and talking about your experiences there and encouraging others to come on the show, hopefully. Yeah, no worries. Um, hopefully t too many people don't hear this and think, wow, she's actually just a crazy bitch. Because, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but if they do, then that's that's their opinion. That's fine. Um but I encourage people to, you know, find their own 
enlightenment. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, it do, you don't have to be crazy to see these things, you know, like everyday people are seeing these things. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Like police, lawyers, you know, military are saying these things. So the to go and call people, oh, yes, the professions, you know, there's, there's awesome people in the world. Um, you know, I've lost myself now again, but uh, you know, they're seeing these things. It's, it's a, you're not crazy. Um, anyone who does think you're crazy and is going, go and look themselves in the mirror going, maybe I'm the crazy one for not thinking these things are real. But anyway, mm, maybe. Um, yeah, so look again, we'll leave you there. And uh, look again, thank you very much for coming back on the show. It was great having you back on for a second time. Thank you for having me on. No worries. Thank you very much. Have a good one. You too. Cheers. And that will do it, folks, for this episode of Encounters Down Under. I hope you enjoyed the show. And remember, you can also get involved in the show by joining the Facebook page and getting in on the live streams. Also, please be sure to share with your friends and family to help us grow and potentially find our next guest on the show. If you or you know someone who has had an encounter, please get in touch with me through our Facebook page via Messenger or email at australianufosightings at outlook.com.au. I look forward to seeing you on the next encounter down under. Hooroo!